Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't even know how we start a pod on a Friday when Kat's not here. Kat, please, if you will. Ah, ah. Nothing. Happy motherfucking Friday. Oh, there you, it's just not the same, is it? <laughs> Happy motherfucking Friday. There you go. It's amazing how many people harass her about that. Like, like, do the line, do the line. It's become, it's be, yeah, it's become her trademark. Mm-hmm. I bet you that never crossed her mind as being the thing that she was going to be known for. It's true. Dave Blizzard joins Woo! us on this episode of After Nine. Cat is not here, and it's actually, it's kind of fucked up. I'm glad she left. Because I was, I sit across from her every morning, and I just happened to look at her today. Because it's amazing. There's some mornings I don't even look at her. I just don't look up or didn't look that direction. Today I happened to, and I was like, "What's going on with your face?" <laughs> That's always a good conversation starter. Yeah. What's, what's wrong, wrong with your face? What's wrong with your face? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, her eyes got so red, like. Uh, like the Blue Jays red jerseys. Yeah. That's how red they were. And I thought, oh my God, you're either having a massive allergic reaction or you're sick or something. Get out of here. Or it's like stigmata or something like that. Could be. (laughs) Could be. Oh yeah. It's wild. Uh, Okay. So let's get into it. We've got a lot to talk about on this episode of After Nine. Uh, First off, it's Thanksgiving weekend. How does that look for Dave? Busy. Super, super busy. Uh, Ridiculously busy this weekend. Uh, we've got family coming in for the first time since our wedding, actually. It's the first time our families have blended together. Oh, it's your family and her family? Yeah. That's a weird dynamic, isn't it? A little bit, but I've set myself up as, uh, this is kind of just a personality trait. I've always been the in the kitchen kind of person, Yep. Uh, and I don't want any help. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I'm making food. Don't. Don't ask to help. Don't move things around. I've got the counter space laid out. I've got all my ingredients. I know what I'm doing. I've got a process. Every time they come in, it doesn't matter who it is. It's, oh, can I help? Nope. And then they're almost offended that I'm like, get please get out of the get kitchen. Out. You know, like, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. All is good. I like doing it, and I'd rather just do it on my own. I don't, I don't share the kitchen well. Not a sharer. Interesting. Not, not of the kitchen, no. Is it weird, though, because you're vegan, to cook a dinner that you're not going to eat? No. Like a big dinner. This is going to be hours of effort to yeah, put this together. You know, I get asked that a lot because people will say, well, like, you know, you, you cooked steak in the summer and you did this and you did that. And I'm like, uh-huh. I just don't eat it. That's it. I just don't eat it. Huh. I don't feel tempted to eat it while I'm cooking it either. So I, uh, I make it. I know everyone wants the turkey. Like I have the most basic family of all time. Like basic. just the most basic family. So God knows I love my grandmother to death and I get on the phone with her and, and I and I said any anything special you want for Thanksgiving and I'm thinking because she's got some dietary restrictions and that so I'm thinking maybe it's going to be like a cauliflower casserole or she's going to want some green beans or some some mashed turnip or something give me something and she goes oh dear no I, I think I just turkey and That's I'm, like, it? I'm like turkey's your special request she goes yeah can we just make sure we have turkey and I'm like what the Okay, so I was like, all right. Uh, And then I get on the phone with my mom and I I said to her, I'm like, any any special requests? And again, I'm thinking, all right, going to have some, you know, some cool things to kind of cook. I'm I'm excited. And she goes, "Uh, yeah, just one request. Bread. Bread. I'm like, bread. And she's like, yeah, you know, like dinner rolls or like buns or something like that or like a nice bread. And I'm going, okay, so my grandmother wants turkey. My mom wants bread. I'm like, 
why don't I just take you assholes to Subway? Yeah. And you guys can go get yourselves a foot long, and then I don't have to worry about being in the kitchen for nine hours. Like, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, come on. So anyway, um, I'll be making the dishes that I want to make, and if they like it, then wonderful. If not, <laughs> you get your turkey and bread. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was strange flex. Uh, what about the wife's family? Did you get along with them? I do, yeah. They, they seem like nice people. They're great people. Yeah, they're really great. So um, I... Uh, I like cooking for them. Uh, anytime we go up to their cottage or, or whatever, we'll take a day and, okay, we're in charge of food this day. So when we go on vacation or we go hang out up at the cottage, that's that's what happens. So I end up doing all the meals in one day. My wife doesn't cook. So it's, really? it's just me. She's got such a good deal. She's you tell got, her every day how lucky that girl is? I do. Yeah. You know, and, and I need to make an effort to do it more. <laughs> I'm going to send her a text and remind her how lucky she yeah. is. Do you know how lucky you are? Yeah. <laughs> As she's carrying my child, I'm like, do you know how lucky you are right now? Um, yeah, so I, I do it all uh, for the cooking, and, and I try to make something different for them kind of every time. They're great foodies, too, so they love trying new food, and I like getting creative with it. And I will be doing that this weekend. Fantastic. Plus, at the same time, trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to go to the Jays games. Yeah, you've got tickets for today and tomorrow? And Sunday. And Sunday. How'd got, you get Sunday tickets? Uh, I've got a very um, uh, very tuned-in wife. Ah. She's, I don't know what her method is. An is she, expert online shopper. Uh, something like that, yeah. So we've got tickets to all three games, but we, we're doing our Thanksgiving on Saturday. So the family's coming over. My grandmother doesn't like driving at night, so we do like a late lunch. Uh-huh, yeah. And I'm like, hey, listen, you've made it to your 80s. You get to, you get to make the call. Sure. This is the one we're going to eat, and I'm fine with that. So uh, mid-afternoon, kind of maybe 2 o'clock, we're going to do our Thanksgiving dinner slash late lunch. Uh, and then people are going to start to file out. Uh, my wife's parents are staying with us this weekend. Oh. So the game's at 4 o'clock on Saturday. If the Jays win today... Tomorrow is a clinching game. Yes, it is. So, and they could be, that, that could be the winning game of the series. And then they move on to the ALDS. And I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, so timing wise, if we finish at like three, uh, I might go down, I might miss the beginning of the game. And I'm doing all this math in my head, trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to get to this game tomorrow. Um, but I just, I just don't see it realistically happening. Huh? Yeah. I, I would love to take those off your hands, but I got a Thanksgiving tomorrow too. Yeah, right? Well, it's weird because I've got regular Thanksgiving, which I will host at the new place. First one there. Uh, that's happening on Monday afternoon. Also doing a late lunch because everybody wants to get home. And Mo- Thanksgiving Monday is the worst. Yeah. Because you, you don't get a day to recover. No, th- we should just have Tuesday off as what we should do. <laughs> just keep extending it. Yeah. And then Thanksgiving Tuesday, we just get Wednesday off sure. and just keep going Make until it a November. whole week yeah. and everybody wins. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I tomorrow have Italian Thanksgiving. Is that different than traditional Thanksgiving or whatever you'd call it? You know, I don't want to say different. But different? It's different, though. Uh-huh. It's, it's, uh, there's a couple of things that I was, I just didn't know that there was another way. For example, I've always had stuffing in the turkey, and it's pretty simple, right? You mash up the bread and the seasoning and stuff and jam it up the bird's asshole. Great. The Italians stuff like fucking carrots and celery in there and oh, stuff like that. Really? Yeah, they don't have like traditional stuffing like we eat. And there's a couple other things. There's a whole mess of seafood and stuff like that. It's great. It's just not my traditional Thanksgiving. It's also arancini season, so bring on the rice balls. <sighs> Best thing you could do for yourself is find yourself a nice Italian girl. It is life changing. <laughs> you will eat forever. You will eat well forever. <laughs> so I, I don't always, piss them off. Uh, no, no, that's no. a big problem. It, but and the here's food's the thing. amazing. Even if you're full, you keep eating. You do. You do not insult them by stopping. Yeah. Like ah, look at this turkey's full of spaghetti. <laughs> like 
what? And they're like, yeah, just eat it. And you're like, oh, okay, okay, I'm going to eat it. You ever tried to argue with an Italian mom that you're full? They don't accept that. No, it's, I, they think you're full of shit. Like, go and sit on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and come back in 10 minutes with more room. <laughs> Isn't that such an interesting thing? I think about this every Thanksgiving or every meal that involves a turkey because there's so many people that are stuffing their turkeys differently. You just describe the Italian way. And then there's the traditional bread and sage and all that stuff kind of stuffing. What point did somebody look at that turkey and just go, we got to shove some things in there? Yeah. Because like, I don't see that happening with a lot of other uh, fowl. No. Is that really like, do we do that with other birds regularly? Did Nobody we? stuffs a chicken. Yeah. What, why turkey? Why did turkey get the, uh, you know what? We just got to fist some bread right up in here. <laughs> <laughs> like just pound that and just push it in as far as you possibly can. To get as much as you possibly can. It's like pasta. You'll never, ever in a million years guess the perfect amount the first time. It yeah. doesn't work that way. So same with stuffing. You make it, and then you got to stick it in the bird. And if you have any leftover, it's almost like a game to see how hard you can punch that stuffing into the turkey. That's correct. Yeah. I, and I do it. I'll, I'll just fucking punch yeah. it. <laughs> I got it right to the gullet. You're like shoving it right in your elbow deep into this thing and like, give me more bread. <laughs> but like, when did that happen? Well, who was the person who discovered that? And why didn't they attach their name to it? Yeah. You know, it's not like the Miller effect or the Miller method or anything like that. Nobody wanted to be the one who said, yeah, it was my idea to start shoving a bunch of stuff up inside of a turkey before you cook it. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to take credit for it. And I guess I understand why. You don't want to be that guy. Because they're sitting somewhere like in culinary school laughing their butt off <laughs> that we keep doing this. And they're like, ha, ah, that really caught yeah, on. Yeah, what, what did you, you stuck in what? <laughs> just let me get this straight. You put a loaf of bread inside the turkey and just said, let's cook it like this. I wonder how that would come out if you didn't do anything to it. You just pulled apart a bunch of bread and shoved a whole loaf up there. <laughs> it, would, uh, it would just be wet bread. Yeah, it? I think it would. Well, I feel like it would dry out the turkey a little bit. I think uh, kind of like almost like a sponge effect. Well, that's the chef's problem, not mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You, you should come up with a solution. <laughs> Do you, what are you doing for dishes, side dishes and things like that? Anything exciting? Uh, yeah, it's the typical stuff. We're, we're flirting with a new, uh, we're trying to introduce some new things to the menu this year because it's been the same. It's very stagnant, okay. the Thanksgiving menu. You're really trying to spice it up. Yeah. So we're experimenting with a pasta-based dish. Ooh, pasta. Okay. Uh -huh. What does this look like? Is it, it a it's casserole kind of thing? Very similar, but it is full of squash and very thin pasta. It almost looks like rice. I, I don't remember the name of it, and I'd probably say it wrong anyway. I just, I don't ask questions anymore. Yeah. You know, honey, you just go ahead and do whatever you want. It's going to be delicious, and I don't even care what's in it. Here's my culinary snobbery. Yeah. Um, if you've got squash and you're going to do like sweet potato or, or, you know, anything, butternut squash, things like that, do you need the pasta? It's, it, it actually adds to it. It's really good. Uh, I think we're going too far I'm going to save you some. I'm going to bring it in on Tuesday. I will decline. <laughs> <laughs> it's vegan, though. Oh, well, okay. All right. Well, vegetarian at the absolute yeah. least. Uh, actually, I've got another problem. Not problem for this weekend, but I could use a bit of advice from you because I really don't know how to handle this situation or how I'm going to react to it. But I'm so happy that my daughter, who's normally very busy at this time of year, agreed to come home. She's way out west, too, like as far out west as you can get in Canada, she, right? She lives in Kelowna. Yeah. yeah. And it's great because Flair Airlines flies in and out of the region of Waterloo Woo! Airport. And <laughs> Rick Flair, Rick Air Flair Air Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if that sound played <laughs> when it's time to fasten your seatbelts. Yeah. Yeah. Then instead of the doon doon, you get a woo. <laughs> and the flight attendant comes around and starts chopping you. <laughs> That's great. So she is flying in uh, Saturday night and she's going to be here for a week. She's bringing her boyfriend. 
I've is, never, I've never, never met, met him. him. Ooh, okay. So not only am I meeting this guy for the first time, they're staying with me together. Together as in sharing uh, quarters? Sharing quarters. Is that is that a concern for yeah, you? It's. I don't think so. I mean, to me, as I look at this situation, I have to... Uh, I have to stay on top of myself to make sure that a I'm not an asshole. Yeah. B I'm a supportive dad. It's which full-time I, job sometimes, by I, the way. I, <laughs> governing me not being an asshole is a full-time job. Yeah. It's amazing. John Global yeah. hasn't hired someone to follow me around. He did. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got uh, this guy that I've never met. He's going to be sleeping in my house next to my daughter, and I don't know. Um, I. I all of it is just, it's a little overwhelming, but I want to be a supportive dad and yeah. I trust her judgment. And I assume that if she likes this guy, I should like this guy. She's also an adult, right? She's an adult. Yes. Yeah. But there's also that protective dad instinct in me that thinks, yeah, I mean, you may be in your twenties now, but I remember when you were a little toddler and it was my job to look out for you. And, and it still kind of is. And you remember what you were like in your twenties. Yes. You know, so that's probably also in your head where you're like, ah, oh, I, I know I didn't always make the right decisions at that age. And you're just like, please. Please, God, don't make the wrong decisions. Right. And you're thinking that way. Uh, that's well, that's interesting. And so did you did you have a discussion with your girlfriend about that? Like what like did she feel the same way about it? Because I think like coming from that Italian background, they're a little more traditional. Yes. So was there a, was there a variance in the opinion? Um, no, because she also, when you're not around, is in charge of making sure that I'm not an Correct. asshole. Yeah. So she's already taken- I clock out. She clocks in. It's the way it goes. Yes. It's yeah. like tag in. Yeah. So I have to uh, uh, trust her judgment on this as well. And I can see her grooming me for this this uh -huh. weekend because, like I said, I'd love to think that I'm going to be supportive dad and that's going to be great. It's just I don't know in my head what's going to go on when my eyes see him kiss her or when oh. they both go to bed and close the door or something like that. That to me is weird. And I've, I've I know it's going to happen and I got to be okay with it. It's just what happens in the interim huh. when I get from A to B. Yeah. Do you try to lighten the mood and kind of have some fun with it? Or do you just ignore it, pretend it's not happening? Or because that I think would create a bit of awkwardness as well. But is that unavoidable? Uh, I don't know. And so I thought, you know what I'll do? Let's have a couple of drinks. I'll be so <laughs> yeah, And then I thought, well, that's that. a bad fucking idea. Yeah. That's the worst thing I could do. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't recommend that. No, Blind drunk <laughs> with a boy staying in my daughter's bedroom. Yeah, imagine your daughter saying, all right, well, we're going to bed. And you're like, oh, we are too. And, and your girlfriend's like, we are? And, you, and you're like, no, no, no. I met me and Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a bottle and go to bed. Because I think it's going to be tough for you to get through that. Yeah, I believe me. I'm gonna put the. I'm gonna lock up the the bar, and I'm not going anywhere near it. Well, isn't she's here? And isn't this kind of funny too? Because I bet you'd feel totally different if it was your son. Mm -hmm. And I'm conscious of that too. And yeah. I don't know if that makes me a misogynist or what. But my son. It, He's got all kinds of girls, and yeah. it's great, and I'm happy for him that he's <laughs> out kinds, having fun. He's got a harem going on. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a Playboy mansion in college. Good for him. Honest to God, that house is like the Playboy yeah. mansion down in the States. But anyway, I mean, him, I wouldn't think twice about it. If he said, hey, I'm going to come home, and I'm going to bring a girl, I'd be like, fucking right. Come I, on over. I'd like, love to meet her. And you know what's funny about that is that he's younger. He is two years younger. So yeah. you don't look at him the same way as you look at your daughter. Right. But what is that? Does that make me a bad person? No, or? no, it doesn't. I think I think hearing that, the first thing I think of is protector. Yeah. Right? And sometimes we get too protective, but I think it's instinctual in this case. She's your baby girl. 
Uh-huh. She's going to be your baby girl and has been since the day she was born. She's going to be your baby girl to, to the very end. So that's going to always be something that you're going to feel protective over. I don't think that makes you an asshole by any means. It is it is hard to navigate that space for you. I imagine it's going to be like a, oh, God, like I, I'm trying to not get into my own head. But God, at the I same wish Dave time, was here. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have a feeling I can leave my phone on all weekend. Are you guys done dinner yet? <laughs> Is it the third inning? Can you just can you step out of the concourse for a second? <laughs> like Vladimir Guerrero's at the bat. Bases are loaded. Dave, I need you on FaceTime right now. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Romano's up in the ninth and is about to get the save, and the Jays are going to move on. I need to talk to you. <laughs> and, be like, and you know me. I'd take the call. Yeah, I know you would. That's the best part about you. And then uh, you can imagine, too, like Vlad hits a, hits a grand slam, and you get the... In the background, I'm like, so she's doing what? What is she... He said what? And you said, hold on a second. Yeah. What was that? And it's just continual. <laughs> and everyone around me is looking like, get off the phone. <laughs> well, you mentioned protector. And this is part of the reason that it's a little weird. I have to assume that if she's bringing him home to meet me, that it's fairly serious. If it's uh, yeah. fairly serious, then he is likely envisioning himself in what is currently my role as protector. Well, isn't that interesting? Because there's a, I guess there's going to be a part where there's, you know, we're talking like so stereotypical gender roles here. Sure. But there is a handoff at some point, right? Where your day-to-day concern is not her day-to-day activity. Right. You know, and so you're almost looking at him and being like, is this guy qualified? You yeah. know, it's going to be a bit of like a job interview this week. Are you going to remember when she needs a dentist appointment? Are you? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I still do that shit. And you know, it's funny. And I, I, I wish Kat was here to, to give it from a different angle from being the daughter, mm, yeah. you know, and she's married. And what was it like for her husband to walk into that situation when they were first dating? I mean, because I think they've been together a long time. So it would have been probably at a stage where the parents thought, uh, who knows if this becomes serious or not? Mm-hmm. But this this is a little more mature. Yeah, and you now have to figure out the role you're going to play this weekend. Are you going to be super supportive? Are you going to be asking questions? Did, like, where do you see yourself uh, in your role do this I, weekend? Do I need to take him out and have a talk with him? Like, you, get to know him, just him and I. Do you think that's a good mm-hmm. idea, or will she get angry if I ask him, "Hey, you want to go grab a beer at the pub around the corner and and just get to know each other?" Well, because I think that that would be a good move. I th- I think so, but maybe not on the first meet. Uh, I think maybe the next time you meet, like you know. after he slept with my daughter <laughs> in my own home. Well, geez, I you know slept I, in the same bed. By yeah, the way. yeah, I was gonna say I hate to throw that out there, but I'm, I'm like I imagine if they're together that. They're probably already in that world. But uh, I think in order to not make it awkward for her, you wait till the next time to have that one-on-one. Or maybe I just fly out to Kelowna and surprise Just show up? Yeah. You, come with me. (laughs) Tell me where there's a good fucking bar around here. (laughs) I'm kidding. I know where all the good bars are. You know them all, yeah. It's like you have an app for that. It's unbelievable. So that's a challenge, right? And then you're going to have other family members around, and and you don't want to make it awkward for her. This is the thing. And that's the last thing I want to do because above all else, I want to make sure that her relationship with me is protected. And and she knows that, hey, I can bring a guy home and my dad's not going to freak out and turn into an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. But what how what percentage of you wants to freak out? Is there Uh any? I'm leaning more towards no calm, cool, collected, reasonable. But I mean, 
other people that I've spoken to about this are given all the jokes. Like, oh, you're going to be sitting on the porch with a shotgun? And I'm thinking, I actually have a shotgun, so <laughs> it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> you should take those this weekend. Bro. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Can you watch my guns? Uh, maybe you said my guns this weekend. <laughs> Daughter's having a boy over. Can you hold the guns uh, for me? Yeah. So what do you anticipate? Are you losing sleep over this? No. No. In fact, I'm really just excited to see her because I haven't seen her since Christmas. Yeah. And and that's the, the most important part. Like, I, I'm sure I'm going to meet that guy, but not until I have a great hug from her first when yeah. that plane lands. So I'm really pumped to see her. I just... I'm really trying to be conscious of what's going through my mind and how that translates into what comes out of my mouth. Not to throw a curveball your way, but do you know if they've said the uh, 147 yet? Or the 143, I mean? The old I love you? Uh, why is that a 143? 1-I-L-O-V-4-L-O-V-E-4-Y-O-U-3. Yeah. L- uh, L-O-V-E so the code of that is 143. Really? Yeah. Come on. Like, Who the fuck thought of that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> that, but that's like that's the text code. Oh. One four three. So, do you think they've done that? Do you think they've won four three? Probably. I have to think if he's coming out here that they probably have. And and another twist to this is I I've been trying really hard to keep them busy and to give them stuff to do. <laughs> You've got chores lined up for them. Yeah, they're well, gonna bail hay. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> get he, out there. He's quite handy, so he's gonna be re drywalling my kitchen ceiling. Oh, that's good. great. He doesn't know yet, but he'll have fun, and I'll give him all the tools. Excellent. Uh, no, I mean I've got them set up. They're going to Wonderland and going to Halloween Haunt, and and I've got them a an experience at the Lion Safari. This fucking guy's never been to Ontario. I ah. thought every Canadian had been to Ontario. <laughs> you don't have to live here, it. but I thought they'd been here. It's yeah. It, you, before you graduate, you have to do community service hours in Ontario, <laughs> <laughs> no matter where you are in the country. <laughs> So if you hear that, how do you think you're going to react if you hear one of them say it to the other? Oh, yeah. I mean, my first instinct is that's going to be a little cringy. I've just got to make sure my face doesn't actually cringe. Don't show. Yeah, don't show the. No, because that's the feeling you're probably going to have. Maybe I'll just jump in and pile on. Like if I hear an ILU, I'll do one myself. Uh, Me too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love you too. Could you imagine he says it to her and then you jump in and go, yeah, I love you too. I loved her first. (laughs) So you fuck right off. (laughs) Wow. Well, this, I mean, good luck. It is a, it's a different, a different world. I think if you just go in with a a level head, um, take it as it is because I'm sure she's going to feel awkward about it too. And there's no sense in trying to make it more awkward for her. Uh, And she's also a pretty smart person. So I I don't think she's going to bring a scrub home. So I think you're going to be all right. That's true. She's a scientist. I should trust the science. (laughs) Trust the science. (laughs) Yeah. You got to hang out with a guy who trusted the science, didn't you? A little too much. Yeah. I uh, I was with Premier Ford last night. Actually, what an event this was. You've played golf at Lionhead, I assume. Yes. You've taken me there. Beautiful golf course, and it's one of Ontario's best, and it was a great event. Every year they do the Iggy Caniff Charitable Foundation Golf Tournament, and it supports one thing, Community Living Mississauga. And I'll give them a little plug here for those who don't know, because if you have an opportunity to donate to a cause and you're not sure which one to support, there are so many worthy causes out there. But keep Community Living Mississauga in there, because one of the things that they do, and they take people from everywhere, Mm -hmm. is they help people who are, I don't know what the 2022 politically correct word for it is, uh, developmentally disabled adults that are part of society and and they have jobs and and things like that but they still need a little bit of help sure so community living mississauga uh, does things like helps get them to their job and and trains people like hey you live in mississauga but you have a job at 
Walmart downtown Toronto. Here's how the transit system works, and here's how you get from A to B. And they give them those adult life skills. And I think it's so important to help give people that independence. Mm -hmm. Um, And and the work they do is amazing. So uh, the Can of Charitable Foundation has been supporting this tournament for like, it was their 50-year anniversary, actually. 50 years. That's incredible. So last night, uh, Mayor Patrick Brown was there. Uh, Mayor Bonnie Crombie was there. Uh, Premier Doug Ford was there, and mm. a whole like half the provincial cabinet. It was a great event and, and a worthy cause, but I was worried about seeing Doug because I don't know if you guys have heard the podcast <laughs> over the last two years, but uh, I, I went from being a huge Doug supporter to pretty fucking disappointed in Doug during yeah. COVID, and now he's kind of winning me back with some things. Not everything, but with some things, I'm starting to like him again and, and starting to remember old Doug the way Doug was. He was great last night. Like, I'll give him full credit. And that guy can command a room. So I stood up there at the front, and I did the introduction. When I host an event, I'll do a a little speech and welcome people and explain where the money's going and do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Then, at the back of the banquet hall, four doors all opened at the same time. I don't know if there was people coordinating opening the doors or if they're motorized or what, but all these doors just opened. and, And, like, the second coming... Doug Ford walks in the room and you could hear an audible gasp. People were like, because <gasps> nobody knew he was coming. Well, oh, we so knew was he su- was coming, but the crowd didn't oh, know. Oh, it was a surprise to the crowd. <laughs> yeah. So Doug's walking through and it was like a campaign rally. People were like, take a picture with me. Shake my hand. He was a rock star. And then he actually stayed for dinner, whereas he doesn't at a lot of the events he attends. He'll go and he'll give his speech and say hi and then uh-huh. he'll bail. But his security detail was this was their last assignment for the night. And he said, yeah, sure, we'll stay for dinner. No problem. So they stayed and he shook hands with every single person there. He took a picture with every single person there that wanted one and just very, very gracious and kind. And he heard people's concerns. There was people there that are clearly not Doug Ford fans. But yeah. he, he spoke to them head on. He, again, gave out his cell phone number. And he's like, security hates it when I do this. But this is my cell number. If you need anything call me. I can help. If if it's a city thing, I can put you in touch with the right person. Mm. If it's a federal thing, I can tell you who to call. If it's provincial, I'll do it myself. But call me and let's make sure that there's no problems and everybody's good. And I admire that about him, that every night he spends about two hours replying to text messages and answering calls. <laughs> Whoop. You up? <laughs> I said Doug Ford a you up text. A you up, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was good last night and he didn't even bring up the pod and I'm I know he knows, but... Are you happy he didn't bring up the pot, or were you ready to have a conversation about it? Well, I mean, if he wants to have a conversation about what was said over the last two years, I'm totally willing to do it because I was right at the time, and Mm -hmm. even in hindsight, I can look back, and maybe some of it was a little harsh, but it needed to be said because there was a whole side of this that wasn't getting fair coverage. And, And I was the one who was asking questions, simple questions like... Why the fuck are the hair salons closed? How can we shut people's businesses down? Hair salons closed one of the last things to reopen. And when they did reopen, they went from last to open right to the low risk category. Well, clearly somebody screwed up and we put a lot of people out of work for no reason. And a lot of people looked like shit for a year and a half. We need good hairstyles and they (laughs) need to be open. It reinforced how important good hair is. Isn't it interesting, though, that we have such short-term memories Mm -hmm. because, you know, a nice event. He shows up and he he does a great job with the people that are there and it it kind of curries some favor again. And and you're kind of like, all right, fine. I Um, loved you, then I hated you, and now I'm somewhere in between. You shook my hand, so you're not so bad after all. I don't know. It just, you know, and again, not to just 
poo-poo on him. It's every politician that does this. Yep. You know, it's just we are so bad at remembering the effect of the things we went through. Yeah. And we we misaim it. We end up getting mad at the wrong places and the wrong people. And then when it comes time around to to go to the polls, we forget it all. Yeah. You know, these are the uh, concerns that I have, and these are the issues that are important to me. But truthfully, are they, or are you just team sporting it? Yeah. Uh, well, in, in all fairness, though, and you kind of have to respect the fact that not only did he manage after that unpopular thing for two years, not only did he get reelected, he got reelected with a bigger majority yeah. than he had. Yeah. And and hey, new uh, new term, and and maybe we start fresh. The electorate spoke, and and like I said, he's kind of winning me over on a couple of different things. I. Maybe it's an unpopular opinion. Happen to be looking forward to this new highway. What is it, the 413? I don't even know anymore. I feel like there's been so many of them promised. I don't know anymore. I know that I have asked specifically for one to be built from my front door to wherever I'm going, and that hasn't happened yet. So I'm holding somebody's feet to the fire on this. Do you want his number? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to text him. (laughs) Where the F is my highway? (laughs) No, I actually do think that that highway is going to serve a purpose. I just hope that we take the time to make sure that we don't screw with any specifically environmentally sensitive areas because that's the last thing we want to do is take out some of our green space. Yeah. But I do think that it's probably better all better overall for the environment if we have that highway, which does serve a purpose, and it's less time idling because the yeah. 401 is a parking lot 24-7. Yeah, it's a mess. So that can't be good either. If we can at least keep going, I think that's good progress. Uh, that, I, I love that he's, not only are schools back in, not only are people making their own choices when it comes to PPE and such, but he's committed to keeping them in. I mean, there's this, a real threat <clears throat> that there could be labor disruptions. And Doug has said, we're, we're keeping kids in school. That's all there is to it. They need to be in school. And I agree with him that they should be in school. Yeah, the only thing I have a problem with with that, it's too general. Because we're not talking about who's talking about striking. And we're not talking about... Uh, the teachers in this case. This isn't the teachers. Right. So I've already seen it. I've already seen the vitriol on social media this morning from people being like, oh, teachers are at it again. I'm like, And the teachers are the ones going like, wait, wait, whoa, hold on. This is not us. I don't know if the average person understands that. No, they don't. And that's the problem. So they just turn it into this whole uh, Doug versus the teachers. And then he has his strong arm style comment that he makes. And people go, yeah, that's right, educators. Uh, oh, you get your summers off. And again, it's like, oh, for God's sake, are we back to this stupid argument again? And that's not even who we're talking about. So we end up arguing about the argument. We're not even actually talking about what the argument is. Yeah, I feel like if I offered just about anybody summers off, they would take it. You can't begrudge the teachers for having summers off. Well, That's just the way the calendar works. Let's just say that 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 you're you're you want to bring up that point about the teachers having the summers off. How often did you see your provincial government at work this summer? Mm-hmm. They That's went on true. summer vacation in what April, and we're off until September. Like, yeah. come on. Oh, I know. I know. And hey, listen, different jobs come with different perks. Sure. From time to time, I get free concert tickets. And some people would think, oh, my God, you get free concert tickets. It's really not that big a deal. I don't even go to them. I usually give them away. <laughs> usually I don't because yeah. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. But my point is, is that people make the convenient argument, mm-hmm. right? And and it's not apples to apples. And that's the unfair part because now you have this public opinion of the teachers are standing here going, whoa, we have nothing to do with this. Yeah, this is not an education union. It's the janitors, secretaries, and uh, support staff and, and, and ECEs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, I don't understand why the ECEs remain part of that union because they're getting it's wrong for them to even be in there. They probably have a better shot at getting the pay increase that they want, need, and deserve if they were not part of that particular union. Yeah, the teacher, they're teachers. 
They just are with the teachers. Just with a different name. It, exactly. Different title. Uh, they have just as much responsibility when it comes to dealing with kids in the class and their their ongoing education. And so. by the way, let me just throw this out here. There are no bigger partiers in the world than nurses and teachers. I've heard that, actually. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. You get, you get a teacher at the end of the school year, and they are ready to let loose. Yeah. And just... <laughs> Have a hell of a summer. <laughs> you know what? In all fairness, I don't have a lot of patience for like one or two kids. Yeah. A room full of them for the entire day when you can't leave. That aren't your own. That aren't even your own kids. <laughs> like that's, yeah. you do it for a couple of days and yeah. ask, are they really worth that? Yeah. yeah I think they're earning their money. God I, bless them. Yeah. I, uh. Uh, anyway, I do love that Doug is committed to making sure kids stay in school. And I don't care how they do it. I don't care if they get arbitration done. I don't care if they want to hash it out offline. I just don't want the strike to happen right. and, and kick kids out of school. That's all I don't want. Whatever they work out as an increase, that's between Doug and the union. But either way, just make sure the kids stay in school and this will be fine. I'm also aware, though, that they use the threat of a strike as a bargaining tool. And if you don't give us this, we will do that. And it just sounds like Doug's not going to deal with it this time. He's just going to force this to get negotiated or mediated, but without a disruption to school. And I think that yeah. that's good. I didn't love the uh, the uh, don't force my hand kind of kind of comment. I, I just I, it felt a little uh, I don't know. Oh. I, it felt a little mobby almost. Don't force my hand. Don't force my hand. <laughs> True, but the threat of a strike <laughs> is also forcing a hand. Sure. You know, but, I mean, if they don't get what they want, they'll strike. Yeah. And and when Doug says, or he got asked yesterday, will you legislate them back to work if they try and walk? And he said, don't force my hand. Don't make yeah, me, yeah, don't yeah. put me in that position where I might have to do that. And I think that both sides are just being realistic about the stakes here. Oh, well, maybe and, and I'm being I think a little, that's fine. Maybe I'm being a little hypocritical then because I just isolated the one thing that he said that everyone's kind of jumping up and down on, mm-hmm. right? So maybe that maybe I am a little guilty of that too then in this case. But I, I don't know why anybody wants this job. No, <laughs> premier, prime minister, anything like it's you. Nobody's ever happy. No, it's <laughs> nobody's true. completely happy ever. I was looking at some of those politicians that were there last night and. and even Patrick Brown. Like He's the guy, aged like 60 years in the last two years. Mm-hmm. He, does, he can never be alone. There no. is never privacy. Me, if I want to just sort of duck out and nobody's really going to notice if I'm there or not. When you're the mayor, it's a little bit different. Everybody wants to talk to you and everybody's got a different agenda. Yeah. And it's got to get exhausting just hearing constantly, oh, fucking uh, too many people parked in my street. And, and then you talk to somebody else and, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's no parking. Why doesn't the garbage come before 9 a.m.? Exactly. <laughs> and that's the kind of shit you've got to listen to. Those mundane little complaints all the time. Yeah. And everybody is watching you. And if you get up, they're going to come and find you and talk to you and take pictures or or lay India. Isn't it, it funny? It's got to get exhausting. Well, isn't it funny that, uh, you know, take to take to the prime minister. His level of uh, of government, he'll get people that come up and complain about the garbage cans and things like that, and too many cars on the street. Yep. And he gets accused of uh, of seeming disingenuous. How do you want him, the Prime Minister of Canada, to respond to somebody who's complaining about too many cars parked on their street? You know what he should do? This is exactly what Justin should do, or Doug, or whoever has the authority to do it. In this case, it actually would be Doug. Civics should be mandatory. Not an optional course. It should be mandatory. And not only should you learn a basic history of our government, you should learn how the government works. You can do a whole unit on uh, the difference between federal jurisdiction and provincial jurisdiction. People complain to Justin Trudeau all the time about the hospitals and the health care. That's a provincial thing. 
But yeah. you also can't complain to Doug Ford about the, the carbon tax because that's a federal thing. It, it, we all have different levels of responsibility. The garbage, that's your local mayor and town councilor. Don't like what's going on in the schools? Well, then you got to talk to your trustee. There's so many different levels of government. It's mind-boggling, really. Yeah. But people don't. A lot of people don't understand how it works. I would love for him, any of them, any of the politicians, at one point, just to go. Listen, not my pig, not my farm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if anybody's going to, it'll be Pierre Polyev, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're having some good scraps up there in Ottawa between him and Justin. It's kind of fun to watch. Uh, we're not going to go long today. Uh, just a reminder, though, beer stores and liquor stores are closed on Monday. Monday. Mm-hmm. It's weird. There's a lot of stuff that's closed, but we always have to highlight beer and liquor because people lose their mind when they get to the liquor store and find out it's closed. Yeah, it's a little, uh, it's a little worrisome. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, it's not open. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's not open. I don't know. And, and it's weird too because some re- retails open, mm-hmm. but it doesn't say specifically which. So you almost have to go around and find out because most of them aren't updating their websites. It's true. So you can't go onto a website and you're like, oh, is, is Obie's open on Monday? And it, Maybe they haven't updated the website. Oh, I'm going to drive by and find out. See, it's weird because there's certain things that are a safe bet. The premium yeah. outlets are almost always open. Yep. I think they even open those on Christmas. So that you can count on for shopping. If you need something at Canadian Tire, forget it. They're going to be closed and so on and so forth. So it really is a bit of a mess. And unless Google happened to pick up their holiday hours or they took the time to update Google with their hours, you're kind of you almost have to phone or just go there. And if you go there and they're closed, that is infuriating. Like that's start punching the air kind of shit. (laughs) I drove all the way to Best Buy and it's fucking closed. And, And why is it closed? I mean, why can't I get my lightning cable on a, on a Thanksgiving Monday? Why are you closed? Why? I mean, a lot of people would love to just pop in and just uh, just enjoy a Thanksgiving Monday stroll. Thanksgiving's great because it's one of those holidays that's basically non-denominational. It's a holiday about saying thanks. It's kind of like family day. We can all agree on it. It's not a religious-based holiday. It's yeah. just a day off where the whole goal is eat, drink, and be merry. And if you can do those three things, you're doing it right. But I love that. Isn't it great, though, that a standalone Best Buy is closed, but if you were to go to one of the malls that's open and, and designated as a tourist attraction, that Best Buy is open. Yep. And you, you spend six hours trying to find out which one's open, and by yep. the time you get there, they're closed. <laughs> You're like, damn it! Kat actually had a really good idea this morning. She said, one of these days, on a day when the liquor store is closed, she wants to set up a camera just to catch the people that show up Ah. And it's usually a sliding door, an electronic sliding door. She said, I'll bet you anything. If we put that camera on for an entire day, we'll catch at least one person that walks right into the door, expecting how, it to open. How much face print do you think is on <laughs> on the glass door at the beer store on a Tuesday after the long weekend? That's a lot of face print right there. Yeah. I don't know why people are incapable of planning in advance, but it seems to be an ongoing issue every year. If you happen to need something at the beer store of the LCBO, you should probably go by Sunday at five o'clock. Well, what's the panic? That's what I mean. Like, is it just people just overindulging and not realizing how much they had? Is that really all this is? I have no idea who what makes people angry that the liquor store is not open one time in October. <sighs> one day it's not open and people are like, well, this was the fucking day I needed some Jack Daniels. You had every other day to go get it. Right. Every other day. But still, there's going to be people that fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> um, quickly here. A high school golf team had a practice in Austin, Texas. It's a Texas high school. So 
I was on the golf team when I was in high school, and I, I know how those practices work. You go out, do a little basic instruction with the coach or the teacher, then you play nine holes and you're on your way. Again, this is high school. When they got to the golf course, they did their little practice, and they even played a hole. And then the teacher called all the players over and said, <laughs> call your parents, they're picking you up. We're done. Let's go. Wow. Crazy, right? And all the players were like, I, I don't want to leave. We're playing golf here. Nope, we're leaving. Call your parents to come pick you up now. Why? Because what they did not realize is, even though this is a standing appointment for the school, uh-huh. there was also a tournament on at the same time. A tournament for a local strip club. Unfortunately, our golfers did witness some lewd behavior, reads a message to the parents. (laughs) Well, hmm. the coach immediately canceled practice and asked parents to come and pick up the players when he became aware of what was going on. Pictures acquired by a local TV station show two partially clothed women (laughs) walking up and down the Avery Ranch golf course. Mm -hmm. Strip clubs have golf tournaments. Why am I just finding this out now? That sounds like my kind of day. I will allow you to, because uh, I don't want to brag about it, but I'll allow you to give my uh, greatest credential as a golfer, an amateur golfer. What award did I win? Long drive in the Playboy Golf Tournament. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> and that is... That's a r- bullshit drive because it was a dog leg. <laughs> I cleared the trees. <laughs> It was the fuck puts a longest drive on a dog leg. It was so I'll tell the story super quickly because uh, Scott and I were not in the same foursome. He was uh, he was gone on on one uh, one of the nines. I was on the other, and uh, so I did I did this drive and it cleared the trees like you said a dog leg so that the uh, the hole kind of went to the right a little Mm -hmm. bit and there's trees on the on the uh, the far right side. I went over the trees. And you know that without any consistency, I can hit the ball. Uh-huh. Uh, and when I get a tag on one, it, it can go. It's gone. So I did, and I thought for sure I lost the ball. I'm like, oh, it's, it's in the trees. So we, we get up, and then we look on the fairway, and we're like, the guy, one of the guys in my foursome was like, well, what ball are you hitting? And he, and he picked, I can't remember what it was. It was a Titleist 1, something like that. He goes, you a Titleist 1? I said, yeah. And he told me whatever the name was on it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's mine. And he goes, no way that you cleared those trees. He's like, holy crap. He's like, that's a hell of a drive. He's like, that is definitely the longest drive. So we put the pin down, you write your name on it, and then you, you stick it in the grass where the ball landed. So I don't know, about two hours later, I get a phone call <laughs> from Scott. And, and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I wonder what, how the round's going. I answer the phone I'm like, hey, what's up? He goes, first words out of his mouth, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? And I'd forgotten about it. I was like, wait, what? And he's and he like, there's no way you hit that drive. There's no fucking way. And he just like lost his mind. He I was came so out of my mad. shoes and was still 50 <laughs> yards short of your drive. I, I was like, yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm, I'm with these guys. One of the guys that was in my foursome was one of the organizers of the tournament. And he's like, I saw it. That was his drive. <laughs> and he confirmed it and everything. And um, I guess I, I perform well under the pressure of five potential playboy bunnies on the on the the t-block with me that tournament was obscene like there was girls in a bouncy castle in the water hazard come on (laughs) what the hell yeah halfway through people are like we're not golfing anymore so i understand this completely where the where the coach is like that's it we're done and all these kids are like no no i I think i want to keep playing (laughs) let me keep playing let's go nine more yeah yeah i want a hole in one (laughs) <laughs> like, Jacob, you don't even have your clubs in your hand. Yeah, I know. 
All right, let's get out of here. It's the long weekend. Is there anyone we need to apologize to? Uh, yeah, let's get going here. Apologies to my family. Apologies to my wife's family. Apologies to Scott's uh, family who's going to enjoy his food and possibly have to try uh, a crazy dish that's inspired by an Italian stuffing. We have to apologize to anybody who loves Italian stuffing. We should apologize to the Blue Jays for me potentially missing the clinching wild card game because of my family. That's weak. Uh, it's not cool at all. I am... 13 and 2 at Blue Jays games this year. Really? So I feel like I have. Good, because we're 2 and 5 against the Mariners. (laughs) (laughs) So my feeling is that I deserve a ring no matter what happens. We'll see how that goes. We should apologize to Doug Ford. Loosely. We'll put that one we'll on just the... just do a... Sorry. Let's put a pin on that one. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! <laughs> well, no, you know what we'll do? We'll qualify it. Sorry if you were offended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, apologies to unions everywhere and onions as well. Why not? Apologies to early childhood educators, Canadian Tire, people who need Jack Daniels on Thanksgiving Monday, and kids who want to go golfing with strippers. We apologize to you as well. And... Of course, we need to apologize to Mike Tyson on this Thanksgiving weekend. Not for anything in particular, but just because it's a good idea. Have a fantastic weekend and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. According to uh, an app called Preply, they polled people in various U.S. cities to find out how often they use curse words. Columbus, Ohio was number one. (laughs) According to the survey, the average Columbus resident swears 36 times a day. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie over there. Listen to this, I read that the Air Force just announced a plan to reduce the carbon footprint and adapt to climate change. Yeah, it's a major move. In fact, the Air Force just unveiled their new F-24 Prius. Have you seen this? A new list from Fortune magazine has ranked CVS health president and CEO Karen Lynch as the most powerful woman in business because she's the only one with the key to the razors. The U.S. might start requiring beer, wine, and spirits makers to provide more information on what's in their drinks. These are strange times. Weed's about to be illegal, but we need a full report on what's in Bud Light Lime. (laughs) The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.